The views and opinions expressed on the Quite Contrary podcast are not those of our sponsors, the Geeks Under the Influence Network, and to be honest, not even really the panelists of this podcast. Come on, guys. This is a debate podcast, so don't believe anything we say. Welcome to another episode of Quite Contrary, the podcast for bullshitters and devil's advocates. And today I'm sitting here with somebody you may be familiar with from the Beautiful Disasters podcast and also a regular panelist on Geeks Under the Influence, Mr. Groots. What's up, man? We are, uh, what are we talking about today? Uh, well, format wars. Format wars. <laughs> Media format wars. For anyone familiar with Groots from the uh, Geeks Under the Influence podcast, you may have here and there heard uh, conversations about his love for laser discs and VHS and uh, dead formats, basically. So what we're going to do basically is split the difference. And one of us is going to be uh, defending uh, Blu-ray as a legitimate format and also streaming media as well. Whereas the other side of the coin is going to be discussing uh, old formats and the, whether or not it's really necessary to upgrade to a Blu-ray format or just to really go all in with paying full price for digital copies of movies. So right. Before we get into it, for those unfamiliar with Quite Contrary and how this works, basically, we're going to discuss briefly our own personal feelings on the issue at hand. And then after that, we're going to rock, paper, scissors and split up um, a for and against. So we're... Uh, one, doesn't really matter what our actual opinions are in this for the debate side of things. Uh, we're we're going to actually figure that out via rock, paper, scissors. One of us is going to be for Blu-ray and streaming, and the other one is going to be for older media formats like VHS, Laserdisc, DVD, and the like. So uh, this allows us to kind of really stretch our legs in debate and uh, maybe defend stuff that we wouldn't normally if we we're going by our own personal opinions. I, I think that'll definitely come come to fruition in the course of this conversation. Absolutely. Because I have some very particular notions on particular formats and the value of them. So now um, before we get into our actual opinions on the matter, if you are unfamiliar with beautiful disasters, uh, it's a, well, can you kind of share what the gist of that podcast is? Well, um, I am a huge fucking cinephile in uh in every way but i have a huge spot in my heart for b movies schlock cinema anything ridiculous genre movies mostly you know my wheelhouse really lives within the 70s and 80s um and i've always been very passionate about it and um for some number of years as you were privy to um I would host uh, drive-in gatherings in, in my living room at my house. Mm-hmm. And we would always have a themed, you know, double or triple feature. And, you know, we had a, we had a ton of fun over the years. Such and, a blast. And, uh, you know, this was kind of like the evolution of that, you know, as, you know, you grow older and you have, you know, two dogs and two cats and less space and, <laughs> you know, not a huge house to begin with. You know, it, it becomes, it doesn't become feasible anymore to, to have, you know, 20 to 
40 sometimes people <laughs> hanging around your house trying to watch a movie or you know what was it was it the bollywood night that there were people sitting on the stairwell trying to watch that it was just it was absurd how many people we were had a few nights where like we just had a shit ton of people enough people brought food we used to do like kind of like a potluck thing where people would come and bring stuff and we had just a spread of food we had people playing games outside people outside smoking talking you know and just the people in the room actually watching I mean, we were way out of. We had people on the floor. We had people up the stairwell. It was, it was ridiculous. Excellent. So the podcast, beautiful. Disasters. So the podcast is kind of the evolution of that. It's a way for me to share my love of B movies uh, with uh, our good buddy, fuck you, Hunter, who also has you know the same kind of you know thoughts on them. You know, they're fun movies, and you know maybe not everybody's seen this one or that one. But we get to pick a movie, kind of go over it, have some fun with it, you know, shoot the shit. And uh, your second episode will probably be out by the time this episode of Quite Contrary comes out. Yeah. All of that's available this episode you're listening to and also Beautiful Disasters at GUIPodcast.com. Also, in correlation with Beautiful Disasters is... Uh, film screenings. <laughs> we're doing film screenings. This which, is so fucking which rad was we get to do this. such a great opportunity because I kind of missed doing actually screening movies for my friends and now we have a venue to do it at at strange ways brewing here in richmond virginia which uh, for schlock weird movies a place called strange ways where their their oh, tagline yeah. is think strange drink strange it's perfect it's it's absolutely perfect and they got a great back room with like all the barrel aged beers like in barrels sitting around we got a great projector and screen and yep. it's it's all a lot of fun three weeks ago we had our first one at the end towards the end of february and uh, it was a, it was a hit it was a blast uh, we had a bunch of people over uh, we did a movie called Voyage of the Rock Aliens. It was it was a blast, and um, we've got one scheduled for the thirtieth, Friday the thirtieth, and then another for Friday the thirteenth in April. It's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. So March thirtieth uh, at Strange Ways Brewing Company from eight to ten p.m. and yep. uh, also April thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth, we're doing a uh, another screening of another movie um, at Strange Ways from eight to ten as well. All that info is at gypodcast.com. There's the beautiful disasters podcast page on facebook as well yep um you can you can get links to that uh, at guipodcast.com um that also just follow the gui page on facebook and that's linked to all the events as well yep so, so we, now, hope, we hope to see you i the movie nights are so fun they're so <laughs> fun um I'm, I'm looking forward to, i need to figure out what food truck's gonna be there this time but return of the mac was there last time with killer fucking mac and cheese i had some it yeah, was good it was awesome huge huge portions yeah it was <laughs> All right, so let's get into our personal feelings on media formats before we get into the rock, paper, scissors of, of, of things. Word. Being a good friend of yours, I already kind of know your feelings on the matter, but uh, at, for those unfamiliar with Groots, got a custom-painted VCR as a gift done up in the uh, as uh, Miami Connection, for those unfamiliar with that movie. it's uh... <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, the artist, um, my wife got this for me. Uh, the artist is uh, named Source Code VHS. Uh, he started custom painting VH- VHS uh, players a couple years ago. He was featured on, you know, a internet zine, kind of just blew up real quick. And then she was able to get a uh, an order in for Miami Connection before his backlog became two plus years. 
So, I mean, he'll be making those things till the end of time until the day he runs out of VCRs to paint. Basically. You know, uh, which is great for him. And, um, and you know, and the work gorgeous. is outstanding. Please go check him out. His Instagram, what Facebook page, whatever, source code VHS. We might even post a link. I, we're not yeah, I'll, making I'll, any money off that, but no, fuck but, it. Yeah, I'll throw a link up on the uh, on the recording for yeah, this. Yeah, no, I'm totally notes. happy with, uh, with, with uh, the unit that I got. It is my favorite art piece. It's it's gorgeous, but in addition to that, for was it your birthday or was it Christmas that? Uh... So for my birthday this past year, um, or actually it was I guess it was a belated uh, anniversary present. My wife got me a laser disc player. Um, in twenty seventeen, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it works great. Um, it flips the side, you know, automatically and everything. It's 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 a pioneer. It's awesome. For uh, any listeners that don't know what Laserdisc is because you're not old as dirt, um, basically it's like <laughs> a giant silver record that plays movies. It was the precursor to DVD, and um, it was the first kind of uh, digitized format, even though it's still technically analog, but uh, it, it was it was great quality. It, it beat the hell out of VHS because VHS has always been dog shit quality. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I grew up with it, you know, like when I was young, we had VHS and then a little bit, you know, when I, when I was like, you know, 11, 12 years old, our family, we got a laser displayer and then we started getting those. And then, you know, then DVDs came after and it was just part of, part of me growing up. We can, you yeah. know, the whole family, we've always been interested in movies and we would go see you know, big stuff in the theaters like Jurassic Park and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it was always about trying to see the whole movie and and the you know original the, you know theatrical le- release format stuff like that you know you want to see the whole movie you want to see you know if it's widescreen as it's shot you should see it that way and yeah unfortunately VHS you know really didn't honor that at all never did a lot of full frame stuff yeah at the very end tail end of VHS once laserdisc had already kind of made its waves a little bit you know, you started seeing things coming out in like letterbox or widescreen on VHS, like Star Wars and whatnot. But so obviously your opinions on media formats is that you I, I've seen your collection. Your collection of DVDs alone is something to beholden. It's absurd at this point um, to the point where you have to get custom shelves built and and the like. In yeah, order to fit. which is actually what I'm working on right now <laughs> yeah. to, to kind of outfit some new shelves uh, uh, to to uh, fit the rest of the collection, which has kind of overflowed. But I also do want to mention that this is kind of, you know, when it comes to format, I've always wanted to have the best quality. Sure. Now, there's a point in which um, when, it, when, it, when Blu-ray came around, when HD DVD came around, this is where I contradict myself because they are – they are higher quality. They are much higher quality. They are true high definition. Um, one of the problems that I, and, and this is just kind of a in my brain thing, is I felt, I've always felt that the next evolution of physical media would be some some measure of like a solid state, you know, like memory, you know, whether it's like a little credit card size thing, or a flash like a, drive or something, flash along those drive, lines. something like that, something tangible still. So you could have it in a case on your shelf. So you could have a library as a collector. That's what a collector wants. But something like in my brain, I always imagine it was like, look like a little turbo graphic 16, like, <laughs> okay. you know, 
little like, credit card size thing. So it's big enough that you can hold in your hand, you can insert it into a player, whatever, boom, and you got solid state media. Sure. When, you know, DVD was at its zenith, and, you know, folks are like, all right, so we're going to go high def, DVD's not doing it, what's it going to be? And then, of course, there was the HD DVD Blu-ray war. Sure. And my biggest problem with that was that it was still like a physical disc that had spin in a machine that you could scratch. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? This is not, this is basically just a DVD only nicer. Like, and at that point I already had like this giant collection. I was like, well, fuck this shit. I'm not going to, I'm not going to upgrade everything that I own. <laughs> well, and that that's a break that we're probably going to end up talking about during the debate portion as well as the yeah. upgrading to new formats. That's I'm sure going to be a major portion of this conversation. Oh, so, yeah. I would say that it's safe to say that your opinions on Blu-ray and also streaming media where there is no physical format whatsoever is uh, not interested, basically. I, I don't care for streaming because I do have that collector bug. I like to have something tangible on the shelf that I can pick up, look at. There's cover art, you know, there's box art, whatever. I can lend it to somebody if I want to. I might be a Luddite, yeah. you know, because like nowadays, you know, I mean... These kids nowadays, they don't even fucking have record collections. They just have fucking like a fucking iPod full of shit, you yeah. know, and iPods aren't even going to be around anymore. Yeah. <laughs> they stopped making them, right? Okay. So uh, the reason I wanted to kind of get in depth a little bit is because there's a possibility with the rock, paper, scissors that you might actually have to argue against previous formats and support Blu-ray and streaming. I, I, I can. Yeah. I can. I, well, I'm sure you've heard enough arguments from your friends. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I won't, I won't, you know, it might not be my personal beliefs, but I do understand the merits of them. Yes. Uh, my personal feelings on it is a little bit between where I do, I have a VHS player, but it's primarily because I have the non-special edition version of Star Wars on VHS and I need something to play it on. Right. I do not have laser discs because I'm not an insane person and, uh, or Betamax and, uh, but I do have a number of Blu-rays. I have plenty of DVDs as well, which I have no problem watching DVDs. They upconvert in my Blu-ray player. Yeah. And it's not a big deal at all. But I do like getting the Blu-rays and I think it's relatively smart that they have the combo packs where it comes with the Blu-ray and the DVD. Although it is a little bit of a shitty thing that it's also now like 25 bucks for a movie versus like the 15 or 18 that it was when it was just a DVD. So right. that's, that's how they get you basically. Yeah. They're, they're schlocking a coming to the tail end of its longevity format along with the new format in order to make more money and also to placate both sides yep. of this coin. So um, I'm kind of on the f one foot on either side of the fence on this one, I'd say. So <laughs> that's kind of our standing on it. Uh, now, how this goes is we're going to rock, paper, scissors. Who ended up winning best two out of three of rock, paper, scissors gets to decide if they're for Blu-ray and streaming or if they're for DVD and previous formats and, and anti-Blu-ray and streaming. So whoever wins gets to make that determination. So we might decide to be the devil's advocate and go against our actual belief or just kind of go with what we know. So uh, we'll, we'll see after yeah. rock, paper, scissors. So whenever you're ready, sir, Yep. we're going to do one, two, three, throw. So okay. ready? One, two, three, throw. Rock, you got scissors, so I get one. One, two, three, throw. You got rock, I got scissors, so we're one and one. Right. All right, so... It's just a tiebreaker, right? Tiebreaker, yep. One, two, three, throw. Rock, you got scissors, so All I right. win. You win, baby. Mm, here's the thing. I can do either. 
But I think your actual opinions are so fucking batshit crazy on this that I'm kind of interested just to do a straight up um, where where you get to defend your unbelievably weird love of like laser discs and VHS and and your weird like almost wistful uh, want of Betamax. Yeah, I I can do it. Okay, so <clears throat> so me being the winner, I get to throw the uh, the first debate question out. All right, let's do this it. episode. So my question for you as uh, one defending previous formats as being uh, superior, or at least the new formats not being as necessary, is that uh, in our conversations, you've discussed Blu-ray as being almost a stopgap measure, um, a, a format that was used basically as an in-between uh, what will be a future format and uh, DVDs. Right. That being said, the same can be said for Laserdisc being basically a gigantic version of a DVD with lesser uh, audio quality. I believe the Laserdisc right. only came in 2.1, correct? No, no, you can have full like 5.1 sound on okay, there. But a yeah. lot of them came in 2.1, I believe. Yeah, initially. I mean, initially, initially Laserdiscs basically uh, were better quality VHS. Okay. Okay. When they started out, you know, it was a better vision, it was a better picture, better sound, but it's still, most of them were were four by three formatted. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, with the big releases, getting the widescreen treatment and stuff like that. But So how many years was it that VHS was were pretty much defunct, but DVDs ha- hadn't really come into their foray yet? Um, honestly, um, they touched. Yeah. They definitely touched. So you're talking about Blu-ray being a stopgap measure, that, that it's not really a necessary format because we're going to be moving on to another one relatively soon. Uh, as someone that recently got very excited about getting a Laserdisc player that in itself was the pinnacle of stopgap media format. Well, that- to, to be fair, now actually, I mean, it was it was a superior format. It was the it was the first format to go above and beyond uh, what VHS was was capable of, and it and it did it well, albeit it was a very high cost. Okay, it was very expensive to make these giant discs. But, you know, you well, pick, they're heavy, they're, they're heavy, too. Yeah, I mean, it's the size of a vinyl, you know, yeah. a 12 inch vinyl. And, um, you know, they're heavy. Um, the only upsides were like great picture quality, um, great sound quality. Uh, and then also, uh, you know, you had yourself a I'm a, I'm a vinyl fan. That's, yeah, that's not going to su- surprise anybody here. But, you know, you had a 12 inch square uh, album cover, basically, that. You know, to me, you know, like that was always the thing that really pissed me off about CDs is when they shrunk down to five inch by five inch. It's like, well, that pretty album cover is now microscopic. Yeah. So, you know, just like when VHS won over Betamax, you know, DVD came in as a low cost alternative that still had that rivaled Laserdisc quality. And the initial ones weren't quite as good, but they they soon rose above. Mm -hmm. And um, now DVDs you can get today. I mean, they're basically high definition almost. Almost. They, they, I mean, if, if you would have to squint to see the difference between uh, like a high end, like brand new release, like Blade Runner 2049 on DVD, it looks like 720. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it basically, it's not, it's not going to look as, as much as like a full HD 1080 or 4K or anything like that, but it looks damn good. Um, I would say with the transition into a new format mm-hmm. um, of, for, for video, 
really VHS and Betamax. That was the first real war of home formats. And then from that, it went into uh, Laserdisc being kind of the redheaded stepchild that was there, but also VHS was relatively popular for the inexpensive nature of the product versus Laserdisc. And then came in DVD that initially was expensive, but then got cheaper. Now we're at Blu-ray. And then and past that, there's even the 4K Blu-rays that mm-hmm. are, are super high definition. Right. And then um, there's, in, in addition to that, not necessarily quality-wise, but as far as like uh, availability-wise, we've got the streaming option as well. Right. All of that is, if you put it on a timeline, you see the increase in quality and availability being the two major factors that drives the product. Right. And even from VHS days, the thing that changed the formats was a technological advancement that increased the, the quality of the picture or, uh, or fixed a problem that happened in a previous format. So to say that Blu-ray itself uh, or 4K is not necessary. It's following the same steps that VHS and Laserdisc did, where it's 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 a better product. So I I don't see how that could be seen as a stopgap or just unnecessary because we we we're good with DVD. I just don't I don't see how that can't be seen as in the same nature as like your Laserdisc. Well, I've always I've always seen um, Blu-ray or that that physical media high definition version as kind of redundant. Okay. Because at the point that Blu-ray and HD DVD were duking it out, that was just about the same amount, the same time that streaming services started to happen. And it wasn't, wasn't but a couple years later that stuff like Netflix really took off. And then suddenly you had this, that you had this, this availability of being able to watch whatever the hell you want on Amazon or Netflix, anything you want nowadays. And those discs are completely, you know, they're, they're irrelevant now, but they're not for something that you said earlier that you as a collector want to be able to have something that's a physical format copy of something. Right. And if you're saying that streaming services or digital copies of stuff is the next step, the Blu-ray itself, what it what it is, where it comes with a digital copy as well as the Blu-ray, is kind of the last bastion of the collector. It's still allowing you to have the opportunity to have a physical format in your home on a shelf that you can pull out and read the read the back of the book and hold the disc and put it in a player and like, if the internet goes out, you can still watch it. You know that it's right. it's not a problem. Um, so the Blu-ray itself, in my opinion, is kind of on your side with the with the format wars that it's fighting against streaming services being the primary move yes and no um i i agree with the fact that it is obviously a tangible thing that you can put on your shelf and many people collect and there are some great houses out there releasing stuff that they are doing new scans of old movies like 2k or 4k scans Mm -hmm. of like all this old stuff awesome my issue is is that it was a lazy technology and when we had the opportunity to do something that would be basically indestructible and cheaper, you know, like, and just have like something that, you know, is, is hard, a USB drive, micro SD, something. The only reason I say TurboGrafx-16 is because it was something big enough. It was the size of a credit card or so, and it was rigid, hard to break, and you could just pop it in a case, have it on, have it on your shelf. But the fact that it's still a five-inch disc 
that needs to mechanically spin in a player. That means your player can die. That means you can scratch your disc. Your disc is dead. Um, you know, it might be prone to the same things that, you know, DVDs, CDs, and, and laser discs all have, where you can have disc rot over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, all of these problems were in place. I think that really comes into what the reason why I think that a uh, like a, a thumb drive or something along those lines, some version of it wouldn't have really worked uh, or wasn't a consideration uh, it, to replace Blu-ray at, at the initiation or HD DVD for that matter at the time is that for the same reason why it was a while after Blu-rays came out that Blu-ray ripping technologies were allowed onto the market is that the the studio system was trying their best to prevent something that was getting really big at the time, which was piracy. That's the advent right. of uh, of the Pirate Bay and, and a lot of the big touring sites. So if you had a physical format thing and you don't have readily available ways of ripping the media onto a digital format, then uh, it's going to cut back on the amount of piracy. Now, the problem is, is that you can't slow the the progression of technology eventually they had to to save the format uh, allow for people to burn stuff on a blu-ray disc and allow for ripping and all that so it was them holding on to the possibility of being able to prevent piracy is really what caused the disc format to stay in in well uh, yeah and to be perfectly honest it was good capitalism because if you have a five inch disc which people are used to They've been playing with them for years since CDs came out. And you have a player that is backwards compatible to DVD and, and you know, CD discs, mm-hmm. you know. So suddenly you have a range of things that you can do with one player. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, they are fragile. So if you scratch your DVD or your Blu-ray and you're like, oh, shit, I really love that movie, you buy it again. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or that happens with a, you know, video game, you know, same difference, you know. You're going to buy it again if you really fucking love that shit. I think ultimately with you you saying that it's uh, Blu-ray is almost an unnecessary uh, format. You're talking about the thumb drive or, or something along those lines, a car- cartridge-based, card-based uh, component that would be more your preference. But my point is that thumb drives cost like 12 cents nowadays, like for, for a low gig uh, thumb drive. Right. And almost all Blu-rays now come with... Uh, a DVD copy and a digital copy. So if you have the digital copy, you can load it onto a thumb drive. And all, the only thing that's missing from it fulfilling your needs is a little snap in area inside the disc to put the thumb drive that right. that uh, has the digital copy. And then all of a sudden you still have the cover with all the art and you still have a, your cartridge based system thing. They give you the digital copy so you can do that on your own if need be. You're absolutely correct. And actually, the reason why most companies are are a lot of companies are releasing Blu-ray DVD combos is because Blu-ray sales never quite hit the peaks that they were expecting. You know, and one of the problems is, is that anytime you release a title, you have to negotiate the rights for a new format. So since DVD came out in the mid to late 90s and everything has been released on DVD almost everything almost everything almost everything but most everything has been released on dvd anything that's been released on blu-ray generally has been released on dvd before sure so that means a lot of these companies are renegotiating you know uh licensing terms and especially with a lot of the a lot of the houses that are really releasing quality stuff 
they are taking the time to actually get the original film prints and they are painstakingly scanning them digitally to, to get really nice quality, high definition prints. Sure. And that there's all kinds of cost in that. And it's great that shout factory and, and, you know, and arrow video and all these guys are doing that stuff, but they're only doing the titles that they feel that they can make money on. Like yeah, shout factory. I mean, granted they're releasing a lot of genre stuff like they live and you know, and adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across yes. the eighth dimension, you know, stuff that has been released before, but they're, they're doing their, their, you know, love letter version of it. Yeah. But nobody's touching, like there's still films that I, I'm still having trouble finding on DVD that are never going to make Blu-ray. Like I dismember mama. We've talked at length about that movie Yeah, and that it, I don't think it ever really got an official DVD release. Um, I don't think so. And even if it did, it was probably going to be a shitty rip from a VHS. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that actually goes perfectly segued into how I ended up with a LaserDisc player 20 years later <laughs> because um, there's one particular movie that I've been obsessed with ever since I saw a shitty like VHS copy at Jesse's place when we were teenagers. And it's this movie called Slipstream God damn it. with Mark <laughs> Hamill and Bill Paxton. And it's a fucking awesome movie. And it totally flew under the radar. It had all these production issues. It, it like, it was a bomb. It was just like, it didn't do well commercially. So it never got a proper release. And all of the DVD copies out there are all just shitty VHS rips. Yeah. And the only time it had ever been released in a nice widescreen, because it's actually a very beautifully shot movie, mm-hmm. um, was the Japanese Laserdisc. And I was like, <laughs> motherfucker, one day, if I find a good price on that, I'm going to buy it. And one day I did. And I bought it before I even had a fucking player to play it on. And I considered going to my brother's place because he has the family's old laser player. And it's like, I think I'm going to go see it. And then Jody was like, well, maybe I'll just give that to you for our anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Much to her chagrin, like re- uh, like enabling your uh, weird habit there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went from one laser disc just to have to, uh, you know, a stack two feet tall in about, I don't know, three months <laughs> or something. So I guess my question to you is uh, with the eventual ending of DVD, I mean, it, it's not going to be 20 years from now they're still making DVDs. That's just not going to happen, especially with the progression of technology happening as fast as it is nowadays. I mean, everybody's getting a brand new phone that's like, you know, I don't know, takes your dog on walks now or something for... uh Every eight months or so. Mm-hmm. So the formats are going to follow suit unless they eventually go to straight digital. And uh, and so when new movies that you want to have physical formats of come out and you aren't able to get them anymore unless it's Blu-ray, um, are you going to bite the bullet and start getting Blu-rays? Well, uh, I've already started running into this a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's even with big releases like, um, Blade Runner 2049 and Wonder Woman, it's harder to find an actual DVD copy. You know, they're, the companies are really promoting through all the vendors through eBay and, or not eBay, uh, Amazon. They're promoting, 
the Blu-ray copies, the four D, uh, the four uh, K copies, you know. And somewhere down that list, you can may usually find a, a DVD copy, and you know it's usually not that much cheaper, but it it's there. Yeah. Um, and one of the issues that I've also run into is that a lot of the 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 really good like genre houses out there that are painstakingly finding these old movies that have never had a proper release. And sometimes they're only in Blu-ray and I'm like, motherfuck, you know, because <laughs> I'm stubborn and I, I drew a line in the sand and I was like, fuck, no, I'm not doing Blu-ray. But I have found one of the new thing, uh, one of the new tactics that I'm doing is I am, uh, I am offering collectors to buy the DVD copy out of their combos, Blu-ray DVD combos. So I found a lot of, I've, 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 uh, picked up quite a few titles that I normally wouldn't have because I didn't want to shell out the $30, you know, for the massacre video of, of hack lantern <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I threw some guy, you know, four or five bucks, you know, on, on a collector's forum and he sent it to me and I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> so. So uh, what about the art though? That's, that's one of the big focuses. If you're getting just a, just a disc of a DVD, then you're not getting, the 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 cover you're not getting the, the the art that goes along with it i've started producing my own custom artwork <laughs> so you're printing out covers for these things yes but i do legitimately have uh, actually released discs you know from a combo pack i'm just you know making my own custom art so then let me ask you this yeah what is the difference between you making your own cover yeah. and then getting a digital copy on a thumb drive that you stick in a DVD case, it will fit in there perfectly fine without a DVD in it. Um, what's the difference between that and getting the DVD? Well, uh, as a format junkie, <laughs> <laughs> I still, I still fucking love that little five inch disc, you know? And, and this is just where I've fallen, you know, in my, in my particular age range, you know, there's, there's folks that are, that have 10 years on me. And they are solid VHS fanatics. Yeah. And that's where they are. And they found the natural end to their ability to collect VHS because there was a legitimate end to when VHS was made. Oh, I was working at Blockbuster when they started clearing all the VHS off the exactly. shelves. And I mean, even so nowadays you can get, you know, a movie here or there that, that will have a special edition VHS release, you know, it's usually a genre movie. Or, you know, there's a, there's a few, you know, custom houses that will release something like, like for whatever reason, Blade Runner 2049 on a freaking VHS, you know, with, with custom art and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess you can do that. But, um, that kind of falls into on the audio format version, which could be its own episode really. Right. That, uh, there, there's, you know, bands that are still releasing stuff on, on vinyl. There's, and there's, uh, there's still a popularity to vinyl, but it's definitely a niche group. I, I, uh, I think that group is a little bit bigger than those collecting VHS, but absolutely. But it is also the uh, largest growth, uh, you know, the largest growth spurt of any format is the resurgence of vinyl. Sure. Like CD sales have been dropping steadily for years and years. And to the point that, you know, companies are stopping, you know, they're stopping to sell CDs altogether. Sure. And, but vinyl is going hard and strong and vinyl is probably the only thing keeping a lot of like 
small record stores alive right now. Sure. I mean, we've got a couple in town, uh, mm-hmm. like Vinyl Conflict and Wax Moon and Steady yeah. Sounds, and that that's pretty much their bread and butter is yeah. the, the vinyl. And a lot of those places, like... That, like they either don't have CDs or they are they are completely phasing them out. Sure, you can still find CDs Plan Nine here in town, but you know I guarantee you, you know if they're they're gonna they're gonna stock what sells. Sure, and you know vinyl is more than half the store. And when I when I moved to town in two thousand three, that was not the case. Sure. <laughs> so one of your arguments is that. Blu-ray discs themselves is a uh, kind of useless because it still runs into some of the problems that DVD did. And that being said, you are still an avid DVD collector. So you're running into problems that you would run into if you had a a Blu-ray, but you're not getting as much bonus content because there's far more bonus content on Blu-rays. There's... Um, the option for not, not a lot of Blu-rays do this, but some do where there's additional content that you can get from the internet with, through your Blu-ray. Um, I have my Blu-ray hooked up to our, uh, via ethernet cable to our internet and there's ways to access stuff online, um, via your Blu-ray, uh, disc that that's an option that was never really available for DVD. These are all additional features, uh, that are only available via Blu-ray that you're skipping out on because you're holding on to a version of the technology that A, is less definition, uh, and B, less storage space, so there's less room for bonus features, um, because of the problems that Blu-ray has, but those problems also DVD has. Yes, some. (laughs) I mean, part of this this, particular position I have is also based on understanding that Having an obsession, it's maybe healthy to have some kind of a finite end to it because you could collect forever, you know? Sure. And I mean, for people that like vinyl, and I do, there's no sign of that stopping. And I don't think no. it ever will. I mean, if, if there's one format that has persevered longer than anything, it's vinyl. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, for a like, I don't know, hundred years, yeah, <laughs> like more, more than, yeah, yeah. A fucking long ass time. Yeah. And so when I, when I looked at, you know, what I was able to, to procure 15 years ago on DVD versus what I can get now, there still is a very wide range of availability. Almost everything that I want, everything that is in the particular like genre wheelhouse that, that is my bread and butter. Pretty much I can get all that stuff. And when it came down to making a decision, yeah, part of it was based on the fact that I was like, all right, well, they're just kind of phoning in the new technology because they're still making it a physical disc and it can break, blah, 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 blah. But the other thing was, do I really want to commit to rebuying an entire, like, gigantic, like, collection worth of stuff? Because that's the kind of fucking psycho I am. (laughs) <laughs> and I think that's that's really what I was getting down to is that you have it in your head that if you decide to adopt a new format, you have to rebuy everything that you have on that new format. A reasonable person would would not make that sort of, you know, <laughs> correct. You know, they, they wouldn't think that way. But then suddenly I would be like, oh, my God, but I have to. 
you know, especially um, as there's new like Criterion Collection stuff with lots of new bonus features on just the Blu-ray <laughs> and and bonus disc stuff. And so what this allows me to do is as I get older, this allows me an out because eventually, yes, they will stop making DVDs. And I'm actually amazed that they have held on as long as they have, because mm-hmm. I, I I was I did legitimately fear Blu-ray a lot more than it came out to being, because you can still get everything on DVD and sure. Blu-ray sales never quite and it was the streaming high def ability to stream or or just buy digital like straight off the bat for mm-hmm. for half the price of a Blu-ray, um, so all those things hurt their sales. Um, but I have a I have a finite end to my ability to collect films. Yeah, and I, I will never stop loving films. But that means that I, you know, unless I fucking win the lottery, I'm never gonna buy a fucking Blu-ray. <laughs> I like that 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 end of your collecting of of DVDs is like I'm sure for Jody like that old cop that is just looking at his retirement and just being like only two more weeks like just like holding on being like I can I can make this marriage work for at least a couple more years uh, until DVDs stop and then it's gonna be okay. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's I kind of admire in a, in a weird sense like the the dudes that held held on hard to like VHS and we're like, you know, I'm just a VHS collector. And I was like, all right, awesome. Yeah. Now, obviously, you know, that would mean missing out on tons of amazing films over the years. But, you know, as we get old, we have the tendency to get a little bit more, you know, set in our ways. Sure. You know, it's like, oh, this new music is bullshit. You know that or whatever. What is this dubstep the kids are listening to? So, I mean, I... My interest in films has not has not fallen off at all. I mean, I love a lot of the films that have been coming out lately. Mm-hmm. So many good films. Um, but I will continue to collect as long as DVD is available. Okay, because it's just you know it was a personal line that I had to had to draw. I, I understand you know obviously that you know Blu-ray does have its benefits. You know, mm-hmm. HD is great. Not everything needs to be seen in, seen in HD. Pornography does not need to be seen in HD. No, <laughs> and anything that legit. I mean, there's there's a lot of especially genre movies that were shot so poorly, or even on video. Like Blu-ray doesn't matter at all. Yeah, you know, you're not getting anything out of that. And when when you're looking at you know a Blu-ray copy of Star Wars: A New Hope, you know, or Star Wars, it's like I like to call it. Yeah. Um, you're looking at something that is cleaned up digitally so much that it, it is it is far cleaner than you would have even had as a theatrical experience in 1977. Yeah. So I don't give a fuck about that. And then also George Lucas can kiss my ass for all the shit he did. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Throw a nose on, on the end there that Vader's like, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's stuff that I don't care about. Like they made the Ewoks blink in Jedi uh, on the Blu-ray copy. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. It was unimportant. Yeah. He added digital effects to THX 1138. Like, fuck you, dude. There's no reason for that. Whatsoever. There's no a, that movie never made money. Never was going to make money. That was an ego fucking move. And again, fuck you, dude. You made a fine sci-fi picture. 
and you didn't have to fuck with yeah. it, but you did. Yeah. Now we're we're not going to hit too hard on the special effects or the special <laughs> editions of Star Wars because I already promised Hunter that he gets the special edition uh, conversation on Quite Contrary. Oh, so, there you go. Yeah. So we're definitely going to be hitting that up uh, in the not too distant future. Actually, uh, do, do that episode. But uh, for now, we're we're at our time, and oh, yeah, I yeah. think we're back to where we started. As far as um, I don't think anybody listening and anybody on this episode uh, learned anything. So <laughs> that's pretty much what we expect on every episode of Quite Contrary. I don't think we're actually looking to change anyone's minds or actually make any really solid points about anything. No, and I, 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 I got to say, like, my position is kind of so, like, pro and con depending on where I'm at that I, I don't even know that there's there's a way to, you know, choose a winner. Yeah. You know, in, in this kind of debate, because, like, you know, my position is kind of funky, you know? Well, uh, luckily, we, he, recording this, don't actually have to decide who uh, won this episode. Uh, for those listening, though, if you are interested in letting us know who you think makes the strongest points in this episode, oh. or who do you think s- sounds like an idiot, uh, <laughs> more of an idiot, actually, because, I mean, let's be honest, then uh, check out our social media. We have a page on Facebook, Quite Contrary that we interact with fans, talk about stuff. Uh, you can hit up the Geeks Under the Influence email at geeksundertheinfluence at gmail.com um, or, you know, find any any means of social media through Geeks Under the Influence or the Quite Contrary podcast. And uh, just tell us what you think. Tell us who you think won this episode. And uh, we'll join you for another episode of Quite Contrary, hopefully next week, um, with a new topic and a new guest to talk about things, whether they believe it or not. So uh, thank you, Groots, for joining me for this uh, fun conversation. The shit was fun, man. And uh, definitely check out Groots and Hunter at uh, the Beautiful Disasters Movie Night, March 30th and April 13th at Strange Ways Brewing Company in Richmond, Virginia, off Dabney Road. All that information is available at GYPodcast.com or also on the Beautiful Disaster Facebook page. You can just search Beautiful Disasters Podcast. It'll pop right up. There's this beautiful retro future cover um yeah who made that uh some dickhead <laughs> and uh yeah so uh check out his podcast uh, really what is uh the next episode of beautiful disasters the one it should be out by the time this comes out it's on a movie called night train to terror uh vinegar syndrome release it is bananas so check that out at uipodcast.com and we'll see you guys here next time for another episode of quite contrary peace GUIPodcast.com We got to talk about our beautiful disasters B-Movie Night taking place at Strange Ways Brewing Company in Richmond, Virginia on March 30th from 8 to 10 p.m. It's at 2277 Dabney Road in Richmond, Virginia. It's a monthly surprise movie night celebrating schlock and B-movies presented by the Beautiful Disasters Podcast available at GUIPodcast.com this month, our theme is Wasteland Saviors. The Schlockometer checklist covers mutant amphibians, high-tech government-issued chastity belts, the dance of the three snakes, and Rowdy Roddy Piper. This is a 21 and up event, and it's free. So bring your butts and enjoy some schlocky cinema with your favorite people from Geeks Under the Influence. Hey, Geeks, do you love trivia? 
Do you love Geeks Under the Influence? Well, you can get both by coming out to Geeks Under the Influence Trivia every first and third Monday at Fallout, 117 North 18th Street, and every second and fourth Tuesday at Wonderland, 1727 East Main Street. It's the same goofy, shit-talking fun that you enjoy from Geeks Under the Influence in trivia form. So it's a way for you to get your drink on, learn a few things, and hang out with Geeks Under the Influence. So join us every first and third Monday at Fallout and every second and fourth Tuesday at Wonderland. Links are on the homepage at GUIPodcast.com. 